no preamble. Let's do this. Justin Makovich. Is cereal a soup? No. Interesting. Why? Um, I've been thinking about this all week since we since we said we were going to talk about it last week. Do you know? I'm thinking about do it. Do you know? Okay, I have been too. Uh, sadly enough, um, not sadly enough. Like no, I love good I love brain exercise. I, like, you know, when when the anxieties yes. of life are just getting too much, just drop it all and just think about soups. So, Makes me challenge what I believe. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. and wonder why. Yeah, Go on, yeah. tell me. So like it's like that. Like the every para every rectangle is a parallelogram, but not all parallelograms are rectangles. Okay. Or square. Whatever. I don't know if that's true, but I, don't know. I believe I took, you. <laughs> I took geometry my freshman year, so I have no idea yeah. about that anymore. But so when you when you have your 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 cereal, you start off with your cereal in the bowl. Mm-hmm. And then you put the, the, the oh, milk on top of I it, right? I see what you're right? saying. Yes. Right? Now, the goal of cereal is to eat it before it gets too soggy. Depends, man. Depends on what kind of cereal you're going for. Okay, what sort so, of mouthfeel okay, you're so, looking to have at the end. So my my thing is yeah. that it takes time for that cereal to become a soupy-like thing. Because once all the ingredients kind of like marinate, mm-hmm. then... It be, would, be, you know, that's closer to what a soup would be. That's you. You bring up a good point. Yeah. You do make a good point. Yeah. yeah. Could you say then that okay? So if by your logic of parallelograms and rectangles and squares and whatever the hell else you said, um, I'm not a smart man, Justin. I'm not. I. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> um, so by your logic, so soup is, uh, cereal is not a wait. Soup is not a cereal, but is cereal a soup then? You know what I'm saying? Like, like you could flip. Like a square is a rectangle, but not all rectangles are squares. Yeah, I guess so I guess my it. my geometry comment didn't make sense. But there there is a situation where you can have cereal become a soup. So so soup is like a state that cereal can become. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So then, would you say that ice cream, like frozen ice cream, is not a soup, but melted ice cream is a soup, a dessert soup? That's a good one. Like <laughs> yeah, my, my initial thought with that is that melted ice cream doesn't become isn't soup because if you were making a dessert soup, that's your intention with it. What? So if you're making a dessert soup, like you yeah. might have to melt whatever the ice whatever you're doing and like make it like just like kind of mm-hmm. like drip. But like if mm-hmm. your ice cream, the thing that you're eating, starts to melt, it doesn't become a soup at that point. It's still ice cream that's drippy ice cream. But if your goal, I'm saying like like you put that in a bowl and you just let it sit for you know thirty minutes. I don't know how long it takes for ice cream to melt. Like you know what I'm saying. Like if you wanted it to melt and it melts in a bowl and you eat that with a spoon, is that soup? I don't think so. Interesting. Why? So okay. I, I think part of soup is you have, yeah. in order to have soup, like, you're not just making soup when you're, like, taking, like, even, like, ramen. You have to put water in the ramen noodles and let it marinate and kind of, like, get together, whether it's cooking, whether it's whatever, right? So the, that's how it becomes soup. So when you're making soup, it's all about the marination process, and it's about letting the liquids and the solids combine with each other. But when I'm eating cereal, I'm not sitting there being like, hey, you know what? I'm going to have this all combined with each other. I might take the argument that oatmeal is closer to soup because you are kind of combining it all together. You're letting it marinate. Everyone stand back. I'm about to end this man's whole career. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Oyster crackers, Justin. Yeah. You put those in soup, don't you? That's a garnish. 
So then, so is milk a suit? Wait, <laughs> is it's like is milk the broth of the cereal? When you eat an oyster, and this just might be me. When you're putting the oyster cracker on top of your soup, you need that crunch in there. You need that little yeah. extra crunch on top of what the soup is. Mm-hmm. If you if if like the the point of that is a garnish to add to the soup. It's not part okay. of the initial mixture of the soup. You add on top of it. But it, is that not true for well for cereal? I guess not by your logic. Uh, my answer, but if you were curious, is yes, cereal is a soup. Um, Why? What's what's your logical reason for it? Well, because I was like, can you have a savory c- cereal? And the answer is yes. I mean, like just any soup, right? Like tomato soup with oyster crackers. To me, that's a savory su- like cereal. Because um, then I also got to thinking, like, well, thinking about the Tropicana cereal. Well, that's not probably a sweet cereal. That is like a tart cereal, maybe. Um, so does that not, is that, because it's not sweet, is that not a cereal? And then I say, well, no, because, uh, well, yes, because of its components and ingredients. And then I think about, like, cornflakes. That's not a sweet, that's, like, that's like bread, basically. Well, when I go um, to buy Campbell soup, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm buying a can of soup. Yeah. When I'm buying Cinnamon Toast Crunch, I buy a separate box of it that I have to put milk in, or not. Well, but when you buy a can of of chicken soup, you have to put water in there, mix it up, microwave it, or condensed ch- uh, cream of chicken or whatever. You're putting some milk in there or some heavy cream or whatever you're going to use. That would kill you. Don't do that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, you know, like there are things you have to do to it to make it to to make it what it is. I, but with all of that being said, what yes. makes a soup for you? Define soup. Uh, uh, like I'm going to say, well, it's tough, right? <laughs> <laughs> Cause you could say like, well, it's going to be, he's got to have a base of some sort of liquid with some bips and bops in there, but like tomato soup, like that's just like, it's a, it's, it doesn't need anything else in there to be a soup. Right. So then my question is, is milk a soup? And the answer to that is no. Um, but also, yes, I don't know. I don't know, Justin. I thought about this really hard for a whole week and I came up with the answer. I don't know. Well, and I just think the way it's the way it is, is that soup is one thing. Cereal, you add the milk to your cereal. So when we're thinking about the yeah, idea I, I of soup, it's the whole product you're putting together. You're you're, yeah. you're cooking it. You're letting it sit. You're combining the ingredients in the way that it's go- the final product is what you eat. But in cereal, you're constructing two separate things. You're putting them together and you're eating them. Now, I can I can hear the argument that the milk, the cereal milk, yeah, that's a dessert soup. It's been marinating in the cereal. It's left over. <laughs> it's there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, like follow up question then. So like is so oatmeal mm-hmm. and like and and other you know porridge and uh, other excuse me oatmeal's chili. The fuck? What? <laughs> oatmeal's the chili of cereal. Is chili not soup? To me, it's soup. It's a st- to me chili is a stew which is in the soup family. Oh, uh, okay. Well, I still you know I, I mean? still I still will accept the argument that oatmeal is soup. It's closer but to oatmeal soup than is, cereal. is classified as hot cereal, so it's in the cereal family. But you got to combine the things and have the, them cooked together in the in the liquid is what makes the oats come to life to have your 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 overall. So you so you're saying there's an overlap between cereal and soup. And that overlap is oatmeal and porridge. Yeah, and again, cereal can become soup if you let it sit long enough and marinate and have that like thing. By the way, what cereal is better if you just let 
get soggy. Well, not better, but part of the cereal experience for me. So you've got a box of, I don't know, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Uh, uh, you're you're eating your cinnamon toast crunch. At the beginning, you want it to be crisp yeah, and and like ready to go. Yeah, and then like, yeah. but as you sort of work at it, yeah. like it gets softer and easier to like to to get down. Not as get it gets down, marinated like, and becomes soup. Yeah, yeah, and then you know you do a second a secondary pour. We all do the secondary pour, Justin. Of milk, and then oh, uh, or the of, cereal. Of, of, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, it can be of yeah. milk as well, depending on what you're left off yeah. with, but. Um, yeah, all right. Well, there's your answer. Justin says no. I say yes. I said not initially. Okay, yes. You you say it is a transformative process, yes. and I, I yep. just go yep. with a blanket yes. Yep. Okay. I'm sorry. And life, you know is, what, Justin? life is too complicated to have a simple yes or no answer to everything. That's very true. I feel like when I take, uh, when I give blood... <laughs> Um, is, is blood soup? <laughs> it's been marinating in your body. Uh, are we well, soup? On. Oh no! Are we just? Are we? We're just soup waiting to happen, dude. We're just cans of tomato soup, just waiting to get that lid popped. Um, when I give blood, you know, there's always like the question, like you have to felt like a questionnaire about like, have you been in a country and like been around livestock and stuff? And I'm just an idiot, so I'm like, have I? Like, I'm sitting there like, I don't. I, I don't I don't know. This has gone on for way too long. It's a box. What's in the fucking box? everyone welcome back to hitbox episode number 92 my name is peter hunt spitek and joining me as always is my brother in soup arms and cereal arms justin makovich how are you man how are you justin what's going on i'm, I'm pretty good i gotta say i've worked up an appetite now uh because of that um yeah what, what kind of what would you crush right now because for me i'm like after talking about that while I do love cereal, I am in a soup mood. Mm, yeah, well, see, right now uh, we're going to be uh, leaving for an extended vacation, so I have to eat what's ever in the fridge. Mm -hmm. um, and I have about $18 worth of chicken I have to eat from now until, like, by from now to Thursday. Okay. $18 worth of chicken? Yeah, it's like, like six an breasts. And a half in this economy? Yeah. Six I, I breasts. Can't, I can't let it go Aruga. to waste. I can't let it go to waste. No, of course not. Now, I know some people are like, why would you make all six of them? Couldn't you have frozen some? That would have probably been a smart idea, to be honest. Yeah, you, we we can all talk about what we should have done. Yeah, but, but I, we're yeah. living right now. Yeah. Justin, you've got six breasts in your fridge. Yep, chicken breasts yep. in your fridge. Yep. Uh, five and a half. Five and a half. Lunch. Okay, there you go. And then yeah, just scarf so, that on so down for basically dinner. what what I I guess I'm craving just I need it is um chicken and grapes because I have grapes in the fridge too. Got to got to eat those. I want a watermelon. Why did I buy that watermelon? That was silly. Yeah, and you can't like that's not going to save. Yeah. Watermelon is not watermelon turns into mush. A oh, cereal of its own maybe. kind. You can freeze the can pieces. You? I don't know. We try. Uh, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's very true, Justin. No one knows until you've done it. I'm sure people have, and I just I've never never have. Uh, but let's talk about some video games. So today, in the news this past week, we're going to talk about the Starfield Red uh, Redfall delay, as well as the Nintendo Indie Showcase. I didn't catch this on our document initially here, but it does say. 
Nintendo Indies nuts, which I uh, I like. I like a lot, Justin. We're also going to talk about Silent Hill and uh, potentially making a comeback, as well as Jim Ryan and PlayStation. Two separate stories, sort of. Jim Ryan is uh, has feelings about <laughs> Roe v. Wade, I guess, <laughs> or not. Uh, <laughs> or maybe not. Who knows? Um, and then also uh, the PS Plus collection. Uh, they detailed some of the games that are going to be on there. So we're going to talk about all of that and more. But before we get to it, Justin, what have you been playing this week, man? Well, I finished my trek to Yomi. It was mm. kind of like a trek to and then back and then to it again, I guess, the way I played it. Um, yeah, I I, uh, I also finished my trek to Yomi. I didn't know. No spoilers what yomi meant oh that's like hell right well <laughs> i learned oh. i didn't know i was like where's this yomi place uh so it took a twist the game did uh right basically as after we talked about it i, I sat down to play it and i was like oh i see <laughs> um, yeah that's a, that, that, we said a lot about it last week and that's a good game oh like okay. play that like play that game you're over you're over the hump now it's a good you think it's a good game that people should play yeah, because like the first two chapters don't really change things up, in my opinion, enough to be like, like yeah, I thought that it was giving me signals of like this is the whole game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like this is exactly what the whole game is going to be. Um, whereas it gets much deeper pretty much instantly after the second <laughs> chapter. Um, yes, I. This is for me. This is like if you've got Game Pass, you're looking for something to play. This is a must play, in my opinion. And I would add to it. I think if you don't have Game Pass, uh, you should either spend money to get a month of Game Pass. Or just buy it at 20 bucks. Yeah, I would say that, you know, it was like six or seven hours for me to do. And it was definitely like I would pay $20 for that experience. Yeah. I paid much more money for much less. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and like there is some replay value to it, too. Um, you yeah. Once you beat it, you get this. I think it's uh, Rowan mode difficulty mm-hmm. that every enemy besides bosses die in one hit. But you also die in one hit, which really yeah. like n- knocks up the difficulty. Uh, significantly and again if you're one of those like people who's really into the combat i think the trophy list is like difficult and will keep you playing this game for well over seven hours sure Um, yeah did you find it difficult at all or am i just bad uh no i mean there are some sections that are that are a little tricky and it gets towards the end uh maybe a little stingy with the checkpoints i found where it was like uh there's one part in the game that is like like I was like, fuck you to the game. Uh, there's a part where uh, if you don't do, I don't remember exactly how it goes, but you're like, you go up a hill and you have to like fight your way up a hill. And it's like a pretty tough fight. It's like a three prong, like three phase fight. And then you get to this like section where you have to like get on a boat or like cut a boat loose and then like let some water drain. And if you do it in the wrong order, you die instantly and you have to redo that fight. And it was like, I had a hard time like getting to the top. And yeah. then I finally got there and got killed instantly. Cause <laughs> I was like, Oh yeah. What? Like I didn't know what was going on here. And um, to be honest, but, I wouldn't have yeah. minded if it was more difficult throughout. I felt like it yeah. just felt occasionally the spike was too much for what I was doing. Like I was not expecting it to be difficult. And all of a sudden it got real hard. Um, yeah. I think if it like was just hard the whole time and I could play the hardest, the harder difficulty. Cause there's, I played a medium. There's also like, and a then hard there's, a, there's like a hard one. Yeah. That's just the heart of everything. So maybe that would have been the thing to do, but um, yeah, good game. Play it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what else you got on here? Nino Cooney one or two? Uh, Nino Cooney 
Wrath of the White Witch, which is the first one. Um, so this game, when did it first come out? It was a PS3 game. Was this um, like 2012? Uh, the re they they remastered. They had a remaster that came out. Um, I, I let me Nino Cooney. The first game came out in December of 20. Wrath of the White Witch is 2013 in North America and the rest of the world, and 2011 in Japan. Oh, okay. Well, what is that? The remaster, though, the White Witch. Uh, I don't know. There's uh, a, there is there's Nino a lot here. Dominion oh, in the okay. Dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dijin? Yeah, yeah. Dijin? Yeah. Which is a DS game. So yeah, the the Nino Kuni I'm playing is apparently not the first one as I'm finding out now, uh, but it was released uh, on the PlayStation Three in Japan in 2011, um, and then uh, the Western regions in 2013. So that was a significant difference between it. Um, I play. I started playing this game a year ago, about okay. Um, and uh, the reason being is I beat Dragon Quest Eleven. Is that 11, I think? Yeah, Dragon Quest 11. Yeah. I love that game. Recommend that game with all my heart. If you like RPGs, JRPGs, play Dragon Quest 11. And this game had a lot of those vibes. I was like looking like, all right, what's a big RPG or JRPG to play on the Switch? And I got Nino Kuni. And basically, the way this game uh, is like presented to you, it is a, a beautiful game. Um, it is done, uh, the actual, like, uh, design of the game is done, I believe it's by Studio Gib uh, Ghibli. Um, yeah, so yeah, they, it ha is, they have it? animation uh, that is done by the Studio Ghibli, and then they also have, like, fine cell-shaded, like, cutscenes that are, like, interspersed between those things. Um, and even today, the, the game looks beautiful. Um, I'm playing the yeah. remaster on the Switch or whatever, so it's like obviously like done a little bit. But I, I was reading that the Switch remaster doesn't fix the frame rate and stuff like that, so it's just like basically a port for the Switch, but like the PS4 version runs a little bit better. Yeah. But I play it for Switch, um, and the game itself is presented well. The story starts off pretty good. Um, like literally, I don't want to spoil too much, uh, but like the beginning of the game... There, it's like a maybe forty minutes of like light walking around cutscene, light walking around cutscene, mm -hmm. and like a lot of stuff happens to this little character who's this little boy Oliver, um, who uh, basically is just living in this like any town USA. Uh, he is, uh, you know, he lives with his mom and he wants to like race this car, but then you get these like things about this like magical realm that's like parallel to it and all this other stuff. Um, my problem with the game is it's so slow to start. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an hour five and a half, and I feel like I barely even, like, opened up the combat stuff. And literally sure. in that first three hours, it was just mind-numbingly slow with the mm -hmm. amount of, like, story that goes in there and the amount of just, like, track, like walking up from place to place. Um, and, I mean, the game itself, the combat is fun. Uh, it's kind of like one of those... Uh, it's like a mixture, like you have like monsters that fight for you that you can capture and like send out, uh, but you're also like a wizard, so you have like wizard powers, um, and uh, it, it's it's a hard game to explain, but it's not yeah. just like a, a, a like a, a, a back and forth a turn based game. It's like really like active combat as yeah, you're okay. going around, um, and like I, I'm enjoying it. It's just as I'm playing this game. 
I keep thinking how Dragon Quest Eleven is better in every way. Sure. Besides, maybe the Studio Ghibli art design stuff is pretty cool. Um, yeah. And I think the character, the main character, little Oliver, is much more endearing than Hero um, from uh, Dragon Quest. But like, mm-hmm. if you play Dragon Quest Eleven, you kind of know what to expect with this game a little bit. Um, and I remember when I played Dragon Quest Eleven, I was drawn in in the first four hours they had the free demo on switch mm-hmm. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It, and i bought the game immediately to keep playing it um this one if it was a demo let me tell you i would not have been buying this game um but i'm still gonna play it i mean it's still it's yeah. still scratching those itches it's just a little bit straightforward at this point maybe it'll get more complicated later maybe there'll be more combat stuff i've already seen like there's more party members to get but right now it's just me and my little creatures that are going out there so um i'm you know, five six hours into a forty hour JRPG, so you know what that means. What made you What made you choose uh, Nino Kuni one over the second one? Uh, I figured it was the first in the series. Gotcha. Um, I think the second one you play as the president of the United States of America, who gets transported to whatever world you're in. Yeah, as I'm playing this one, um, you're you are correct. That's how the game starts. Which they must have taken this feedback to heart about how damn slow this game was so they decided to make you the president um but that's not even the main character that's just one of your party members but the second one is more of an action rpg game rather than it being more of a kind of like this one is there technically is action but it's more like you move into position and then do Mm -hmm. like attacks as they like like charge up instead of just like hitting and swipe slashing and stuff so the second one does does seem like i will not be I will I will enjoy playing it after Nina Kuni one because it'll be more of that world art style with different gameplay. Um, but uh, this game will hold me over for until Xenoblade comes out. But sure, sure. I, I um is, is we gone? Oh no, I was gonna say I can't necessarily recommend it wholeheartedly mm-hmm. yet. Gotcha. You haven't you haven't hit the the point where it's like, oh yeah. I get it. But I still think it's hard to suggest to someone to play a game after playing it for six hours and be like, "Eh, after six hours, after 10 hours. It's a tough sell. Yeah. Yeah, it's a tough sell. So I'm going to stick through it because I'm stubborn. But I was also looking for a JRPG to try. I, um, so I was out of town. I was out of my house. Let's say I was dog sitting for someone, um, for Thursday until like right now. And so, um, I was like, well, I'll need something to play. So I finished Trek to Yomi. Uh, I, br- I brought my Xbox because I wanted to finish that. And then I was like, well, let's look what else is on um, Game Pass. I was I wanted to play Final Fantasy X-2, but I have that on the Switch. And I think that's a game to play on the Switch because it's a long-ass game. <laughs> Um, so I was, I was d- doing some d- uh, deep dive in um, Game Pass, which Final Fantasy X is on Game Pass, by the well, way. Well, it's so leaving. You played it. It is leaving. Is it? Yeah, it's uh, uh, 10 and 10-2 is leaving. That was one thing I was like thinking of. Of That's on my list of things to play, but it, it won't be there yeah. for long. Gotcha. Uh, if, you're, if you're thinking about playing it, I would suggest it on the Switch, just as it is a long JRPG. <laughs> but uh, first of all, did you know you need an internet connection to play Game Pass games? Do you? Yeah, uh, I the internet at this house was not ideal, um, and yes, you need to be connected to the internet to play games on Game Pass, which is interesting. Uh, I guess it makes sense though, so that you couldn't like download a bunch of games at like right when your subscription was going to expire. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, huh. But it it is 
uh, something maybe I wish like it worked out, but like I'm glad I knew that I know that now yeah. and like didn't get into a situation where I was like, all right, bring up my Xbox. And it just <laughs> didn't happen. Um, I started up Danganronpa. Oh, okay. And, um, and that's on Game Pass? It is one and two. Oh, hell yeah. And uh, I was like, should I just play the second one? Like, or, or even should I just get the third one on Switch? Because they're all on Switch now. Um, because, you know, like, I don't know if I'm maybe looking to play the whole series, but I am looking to play, like, you know, one of them at least. Um, and I was sitting there like, yeah, I should probably look this up. And basically everywhere was like, you should start with one. So I was like, all right, Danganronpa, trigger happy havoc Danganronpa, if you will. <laughs> uh, and I do. What you got? <laughs> you want to talk about a slow intro to a video game, Justin? The Danganronpa? Uh, I, have you played it? No, I have not. What? 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 I, I. I. What is it? Is it like a visual novel? What do you do? It is a visual novel. Ah, like, like hardcore. Really, like ninety percent of it is a visual novel. Um, the other, like ten percent, uh, is is like detective stuff and trial stuff, which I'll talk about in a second here. Um, but basically, it drops you into this game, and it says, "Here are fifteen characters." talk to every single one of them and it's like oh, like they're all in a line and it's <laughs> like oh, oh okay uh, are you familiar with what Danganronpa is it's like Justin? a murder mystery right so it is I'm so into it I'm so hooked I'm like so invested in this game okay so this um, is good this is good a good yes preview. okay got yes it. uh this is a fantastic like I'm loving it it is not for everyone if you can't get down with visual novels uh or ma- like games that start have like a slow start um Maybe I wouldn't suggest this, but like, other than that, like, if if you are interested in it based on what I'm t- gonna say here, uh, give it a try, especially because it's on Game Pass. Um, so basically, you play as this guy named Makoto Naegi, and he uh, is just an average high school student, and he gets invited to go to this uh, super prestigious school called like Hope's Peak Academy. Essentially, the whole thing about this high school is if you graduate from this school you are guaranteed to be set up for success for the rest of your life. They don't just take anyone. Um, So he's a little curious as to why he was chosen because he's like a very average student. When everyone else who's in the class are um, like the top of their league in their like chosen thing. So there's a girl who's like a really, really successful like swimmer. And there's a girl who's um, like really she's like a pop star and there's one that's like a fashionista there's a a guy who's like a biker gang guy and there's like a guy who's like uh each person gets like a name basically called like the ultimate this so there's a guy who's like the ultimate moral compass or the ultimate clairvoyance there's like one guy who's a uh like psychic (laughs) kind of not psychic psychic. yeah miss cleo and you are the ultimate lucky student because you got chosen uh at random and you get there, turns out the school is gone. It's being run by this like little bear, like stuffed bear called Monokuma. I'm in. And Monokuma says, You are going to all, we're all going to live here for the rest of our lives. Except if you want to get out, all you have to do is kill one person in here and not get caught. And it's like, go wild. All right, everyone, go ahead. You're either going to live the rest of your life inside here or go ahead and kill someone and make sure you don't get caught. 
and it's like, oh, oh, <laughs> no. yeah. I mean, given those conditions, would you kill someone? No, <laughs> no, I would not. Mm, okay. Uh, and basically, as as each murder happens, uh, Monokuma sweetens the deal a little bit. So like, there's one where he's like. I'm going to reveal this extremely uh, secret information about you to the public and to everyone here. Uh, if you know, in, in 24 hours, unless someone gets killed or something like that. Um, and basically the game is about um, hanging out with these characters. And then when people start getting murdered, you have to pick up a bunch of clues from the crime scenes and everything like that. And then you have a trial where you all talk about who did it, and why and how and the whole thing is if you killed someone and get away with it you get to leave but everyone else dies everyone else is killed but if you killed someone and get caught and like they detect who you were you get killed so it's like high stakes so just uh is it like anyone like anyone can kill is it different every time or is there a set story there is 100% a set story. Okay, okay, so you can't, like, decide to kill people. No, 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 Okay, no. got it, got uh, it. You, you, do, you do very little, to be honest. Like, you have very little agency in the story. You don't get to choose what to say. Wait, but Peter, you're um, lucky. You're the lucky one. I, I guess. You do a lot with luck. <laughs> I guess. Um, it is also, so, like, I love detective games. Like, I love Return from the Oberdin. 12 minutes. Uh, I mean, like, the detective part of that game, I think, is kind of cool, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but like this is this game falls into a problem with that like other detective games do like a lot of the Sherlock Holmes games which I've tried where it's like they really hand you the answer mm. like because uh, uh, again they're they're telling a set story and if you don't get the answer you just have to do it until you get it right you know so um, you like keep replaying the trial until you get the right result yeah I've never failed a trial not yet no, I've, I've been two you're uh, I'm just like MLG, that smart you know. But the problem is too, like sometimes like I solve something before the characters do, Dude. and they're all like standing in a circle, being like, "Well, what happened?" And I'm like, "I know, I know. Hey, I know yeah. who did it, and I know what happened." I just don't have um, that option. I, that's why I right, hated Detective yeah. Pikachu when I played it because it was just yeah. like you're you, you knew what happened, but then you have but to you like, have to like go through the yeah. whole like oh gosh. Um, but I really like the story. It is um, a game that came out of Japan in 2010. Mm. Um, so it is needlessly horny. Uh, like, uh, I have like, a, a like, quick question: What's is it? Has it changed? What do you mean? Like, are the games that come out of like, would it not come out today? <laughs> uh, I mean, like, there's like a lot of like transphobic stuff in there as well. Um, it, it, one of like, for example, one of the women, uh, I'm forgetting her name, she's like the ultimate like bodybuilder MMA fighter. Mm. And like, she's drawn, like she's just a dude, uh, like just like a huge jacked guy, but she's a woman. Yeah. And so like, everyone is like, but you're a girl. And it's like, y yes, <laughs> she is a girl. Um, very simple. And then there is, um, I don't want to spoil anything, but there are other things that happen that feel bad. <laughs> um, ah, okay, okay, okay. In, in terms of like, uh, gender and uh, how people present and things like that, that like is treated like it's this huge revelation and like this person has been lying and it's like, okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, I don't, I personally like it, it to me just feels like one of those things that's like 
of the time. I don't know. It doesn't feel hateful. You know, it, it's, uh, it doesn't feel like they're trying to target these people, but it, it still like sucks. But, um, so yeah, like, like you, to answer your question, like, would it come out today? Probably not like that. Um, but I mean, like, you know, you look at other games that come out and it's like, oh, they are still not great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, in, yeah. in certain aspects like that, but it is a good game. I am really enjoying it. Uh, I've been having dreams when I'm playing it, so I think that is a good I'm, good I'm glad sign. before you said that we established that you would not kill someone to get out of there. Wouldn't. I'm glad. I yeah. wouldn't. I'm glad. If I'm you glad. liked... Because you, you like dreams Squid about game? this game, I don't want to... <laughs> <laughs> if you like Squid Game, this is like it. This is, this is very similar, where it's just like people are in a bad situation and you can only trust people so long before it starts to really crack. So what kills me in a video game is that a game that pretends it has gameplay and then like you just click through screens for like 40 minutes. Yeah. Is that what's the moment to moment gameplay? Uh reading. Okay. <laughs> uh I mean like like seriously 90% of it is just reading. Um basically um like Persona or I I mean like this came for uh, I don't know. No, it didn't. Persona's been around forever. But um, basically, like, you get free time during the day, and you can go hang out with people and give them gifts. And, like, the stories aren't that deep, but, um, you know, you, you get to hang out with certain characters for a little while. It's tough because it follows a set story, so, like, if you wanted to hang out with people and then they get killed, uh, you just can't anymore. <laughs> so, ah, if, like, yeah, you wanted yeah, more of that yeah. little piece of a story. But I think once you're done, there's a way, um, there's a like a story only mode that you can do where you can just explore and like talk to everyone and, oh, okay. and do that sort of stuff. So I think that's kind of cool. Um, but so you are just walking around the school, uh, which has been turned into this, like it's like a living space for everyone. And the whole idea is like, if you live together in harmony for the rest of your lives, like you just live here now, or, you know, you can try and get out. Um, and uh, uh, so you're doing that. You're just like walking around. And then basically once a murder happens, then you are like, um, exploring areas and like trying to find clues and stuff. Uh, basically, once you enter each room, um, there are objects to look at and interact with. So like even as you are walking around to get to the next story beat, you can be like, oh, what's in this trophy case? And like, oh, what's um, like, what's this camera about? And like, oh, what's behind the couch or whatever? Um, so yeah, a lot of clicking through people talking and like, like, 90% of it is unvoiced as well. So like you are going to be doing a lot of reading. Uh, at least in the first place, hey, but what? Yeah, you get a lot of those like one liner like what's going on? But it's like, like not what they yeah. said. Yeah. Um but like I don't know, I, I like that kind of stuff and um it is a it is a fun it's what would you do sort of story which I kind of like. Um Yeah, awesome. I like it. Awesome. Expect to hear more about that. I have no idea how long it is. Yeah. Um, but like a fifth of the cast, uh, like a third of the cast has been killed. So like, I think I'm making my way. Yeah, through. I think you'll you'll know when you're close to the end. That's the thing. It, like it, like the cast also sort of works as like a scoreboard. You know. Yeah. <laughs> but what can you do? Uh, it's a good game. I'll talk about it more next week. I'm sure. Hell yeah. Let's talk about some news, Justin. What do you say? Let's do it. Uh, in a move that felt personal. Uh, Bethesda has uh, given given us an update saying that they have delayed Starfield and Redfall, uh, but I think we could have seen that coming. Um, yeah, I felt bad when they like literally like added Hitbox and you. Yeah, even and they your were, like, band's Peter, Twitter. They, they, added they to. every Twitter account that I have, yeah. they they really hit me up. Um, yeah, 
I didn't like that. Like I felt disrespected. I, I did, but like I, I did also too, like, but it was it was yeah, it was fun to wake up to. I don't mean to I don't mean to like drag you down with me, you know, because like, yeah, the fine. hitbox account it's like out there. Um, but hey, uh, this isn't a good thing, but it is a thing in this industry, man. People are gonna say what they're gonna say. So you just gotta learn to roll roll with the punches. That's probably not yeah. the lesson to take away from it. <laughs> Starfield is delayed. <laughs> Starfield is delayed, and my uh, fantasy team is in shambles. Uh, is why all of this. So okay, I'm just gonna read you this statement here from Bethesda. They tweeted out an update on Redfield and Starfield. Excuse me, Redfall and Starfield, May 12th. We've made the decision to delay the launches of Redfall and Starfield to the first half of 2023. The teams at uh, Arcane Austin, Redfall, and Bethesda Game Studios, Starfield, have incredible ambitions for their games, and we want to ensure that you receive the best, most polished versions of them. We want to thank everyone for their excitement for Redfield and Star- Redfall and Starfield. <laughs> that energy is a huge part of what inspires all of us every day and drives our own excitement for what we are creating. We can't wait to share our first deep dive into the gameplay for both Redfall and Starfield soon. Thank you for your support. Um, and then Phil Spencer, uh, head of Xbox, quote tweeted that and said this. These decisions are hard on teams making the games and our fans. While I fully support giving teams time to release these great games when they are ready, we he- uh, hear the feedback. Delivering quality and consistency is expected. We will continue to work to better meet those expectations. This is in response uh, to people being... Uh, really mad about this i I don't mean to laugh but it's it's like why are you mad like i I get being disappointed that this game isn't coming out but like this happens you know like this is not in my opinion that big of a deal other than for my fantasy team what do you think uh i mean i to me like i hear this this (sighs) the fact that they put a date on starfield yeah not quite a year ago, but during E3 time, or whatever the hell that was. Uh, it was E3. It, it was E3. Like, I, that, that's why it's a problem, because they put this pressure on themselves. By having, like, a specific date and saying this is when it's going to come out, you were only setting up that team and your company for failure, when it doesn't sure. meet that. Now, granted, if they met that, that's awesome. That's great. But why would you... The, the 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 positivity of announcing that and getting that there is not worth the negativity of having that date re- announced so far out there. Now, if they said it's coming out 2022 at E3 last year, people would have still the same react. They would have been happy. But then if they say it's going to be delayed, but they never gave a specific time when we would see it, I think the initial reaction wouldn't have been as bad now. And, there, you know, again, I, this is like old video game announcements that were announced so far out of there. I feel like this is something that was just what happens all the time five years ago. But I think being more ambiguous with your dates and not having these, like, year-out targets, I don't think that's the way we should do business anymore as a video game industry because I think that is what creates anger towards your company. And I'm not saying this that, like, like Xbox is bad for doing this. I'm saying mm-hmm. that Xbox put themselves in a place to get negative PR because of announcing that. I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Cause yeah, I mean like to, to me and I met, like I imagine you feel this way as well. Like 
hey, it's a video game. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> like, I, I literally for, don't give a fuck. Like, I mean, like, yeah, I, I wanted right, to play yes. it, but, like, obviously it's not ready. So, like, I don't want to play Cyberpunk again. That's the thing. It's like, it's like I guess be a, you can be disappointed about this, but being mad, it's like. Yeah, like, what is it? Hey, it's not gonna they're do doing this for you. you. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. They're doing this for you. Exactly. Um, um, but, like, it is something that Xbox did to themselves. Like, they they should have been smarter with marketing, knowing what video games are. And a project yeah. like Starfield is such a big, I'm assuming, monumental project that they're putting. And Redfall, yeah. yeah, I mean, we can talk about that, but this Red Redfall becomes literally like the like the the younger sister no one talks about, or the cousin that's just there. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, well, it was like you know how remember uh, God of War? They made that announcement like last I don't know what September, yeah. being like God of War Ragnarok is not coming in 2021. Yep. We were like. Yeah, like we know, right? <laughs> we've, right. We've known, right? Uh, I mean, because we saw Redfield one time at E3 as a, as a one as a like a oh and one more thing announcement at the very end of their showcase, uh, and they said it's coming 2022 summer. Yeah, and here we are in May of 2022. Like we haven't even like heard about right. this game, right? So, so like, but yeah, of are, course. Are, are we? Yeah, like I don't think people are mad about Redfall as much as Starfield, but no, I would agree. And let me tell you, Sony, I'm waiting for that. I'm waiting for that yellow and black. Uh, background thing to be like God of War not coming out. Yep, I'm not gonna be mad at that. No, because it's it's just how the industry works. Right, unfortunately, right. Like, not unfortunately, but it's just a fact. And but, but again, this all comes back to the fact that the second you put a date on something, a very specific date, not even a quarter, not even a, a half a year, not even a, a month, you're putting a specific date. Yeah, specifically to show your confidence in this game. Yeah, you're right. That is That's true. That's to me where it becomes like, I under I, I don't understand people being mad, but Microsoft's got to understand that they're going to get negative PR. That's true. That is, that is very true. Uh, I think this does mean, however, that um, the Xbox is, uh, or like Microsoft is not going to be publishing a first party game in 2023, uh, in 2022, unless we hear, uh, unless something gets announced later this year is this might be me being a, a stupid hellblade that's not a, a xbox studio assuming that's coming out i think that is it's ninja theory so I think, or yeah so or team ninja i think one of the two that is still allegedly coming out this year yeah oh yeah you're right because that was someone has that on their fantasy team i do is that you? It's me. Don't you have that? And someone counterpicked okay. it, so it better fucking come out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, like still with, with that game, too. I mean, yeah, they had that, uh, like, gameplay trailer at the Game Awards. Um, so it could be ready, but you know, we haven't heard about it or heard from it since. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm sad I'm not going to play Starfield this year because, like, that is one I was really looking forward to, but at the same time, like, okay, that's not a huge deal. Um, first half of 2023, to me, that makes it feel like, if I had to guess based on what, like, the fact that Starfield has been in development for so long, and I don't know how long Redfall has been, but I think just because I haven't seen it as much, I, I just assume it has been in development for uh, less long i could be wrong but uh i imagine starfield is like a february and then redfall is like a you know may what do you think about that i i feel more confident in redfall than starfield at this point because we've seen more from redfall which was just a cutscene. have we i was gonna say we like saw, it was I just mean, a we rendered... saw that one cutscene. um i mean have you seen like a full cutscene of starfield 
We've seen that yeah, little that like teaser one with them in like well, the we had ship the teaser way back in the way, yeah, uh, way back in the day, and then we had the probably a similar length one, uh, but it, it was a lot more like about the vibe, yeah, of Starfield, it, and it's not like I I just feel more like aware of what Redfall is than what Starfield is going to be, which is just maybe that's just me being an idiot here, but I just feel like Starfield's probably farther off than even interesting beginning of next year, um, interesting because. I would assume the game is just not coming together. That would be part of my assumption. Well, I want to talk about that in one second. Uh, it, the reason I bring up the, the timing of it all is because it's like, hey, is this going to release at like the same time as Breath of the Wild 2? Um, let me tell you, it's already looking like the beginning of 2023 is going to be hell again. It's going to be like t- this like fury of games at the beginning of the year. We talked about this in March. Uh, like February used to be like, like January, February, February used to be like, dead for games and then this past year it was just like so packed and then it's looking like hey that's going to happen again and so it looks like it might just be one of those times again yeah like immediately following holiday but uh so the development of it um according to gamerant.com uh one joshua duckworth who used to be my boss wrote a an article uh former bethesda employee leaks starfield details this article like any other articles we mentioned today will be included in the um description description of the podcast yeah i forgot that word for a second there description of the podcast if you're interested in reading it for yourself basically this is um a former bethesda game studio employee who worked on starfield um took to internet forums known as reset era which uh, are, are pretty a pretty common gaming forum um and he or they, excuse me, said that the game is in a tough spot, or at least was when they left. Uh, let me read you just exactly what they said here. Uh, it was a cool, solid place to work. Very secure. The engine is a piece of crap, though. Todd is a charismatic guy for sure. Starfield is looking good. Weekly Thursday play tests since the beginning of the year. More and more stuff coming online. Shooting feels all right. Flying is terrible at the moment, in my opinion. Just not fun to me. Lighting and stuff is looking better and better, though it's not on the level of uh, Horizon Forbidden West or anything like that, but still a good-looking game. In terms of if it will ship on time, this was, by the way, uh, at the end of April. Uh, so this was before this delay was announced. Um, in terms of if it will ship on time, well, they will try. That's for sure. They'll cut what they did to, uh, EC, ETC. What is that? Et cetera. Oh yeah. (laughs) Sorry, man. There's so many acronyms. You know what I'm saying? Um, Uh, They have an overabundance of contents, probably too much, so that's not the issue. Finding the fun, and of course, bug fixing is the big thing. It's a sexy date, though. Nice. Uh, And you only get one of those. Beta is this summer. That's when the picture will truly become clear. So uh, saying that the engine is a piece of crap is something that everyone has been sort of talking about with this. Uh, How how does this grab you personally, Justin Makovich? Uh, I... I think part of it, anyone, like, who knows when he saw the game last, too, right? Like, this uh-huh. was written end of April. It could have been like, oh, I worked there last year. Not turning out well. Not turning out well. You know? Yeah. Like, a lot of people, like, are, are are saying this is, like, it's a smoking gun, that this game is going to be bad, and that the delay is just, like, further proof of that. But, like, hey, first of all, I mean, games get delayed. Like, that is just, that happens. I imagine that starfield could be delayed again like it's just how it happens um but also like this person came on and said a game in development is a game that's being developed like that's not finished 
which is like, well, yeah, yeah, games I'd... don't come together, and like a lot of the times, like games come together like in the last little bit when it all just clicks together, and you go, oh, so I don't know, um, yeah. It, to me, this this doesn't say much other than the game isn't finished. But I knew that because it's not coming out until twenty twenty three. When's the what's the last game first party Bethesda put out? Fall. Uh, so they worked partially on Fallout seventy six. The other half of that was Zenimax Online or something, mm-hmm. uh, which I think did Elder Scrolls Online. Uh, and then the other game was Fallout four in twenty fifteen. So it's been a minute. <laughs> Right, uh, and, and like the reason I just like pause like that is not so much that this game was in development for seven years. Um, I mean, maybe I, who knows like what Bethesda is as a you know first party maker of games at this point. Yeah. Um, maybe you know they're seven years is a long time in video game time. They you know if they do have this new, um, uh, what do they call it? Uh, See, my brain's dying now. This new system. Like cycle? Sys- not, no, no, the program process. Mechanic? Mech- no. uh, engine? Engine, yeah. If they're having yeah, like, experience with this new engine and stuff like that, um, maybe it's just like it, it's not working for them right now. Um, I don't know. I, it's, I'm, I'm not like worried per se, but I wouldn't be surprised if this game turns out to be an 8 out of 10. Sure, as opposed to as opposed to like the totally mind blowing and crazy. Amazing thing, yeah. Like, yeah. and you know, uh, it, it, that might just be the reality of the situation. I think I think you're not far off there, right? I mean, Skyrim is a landmark title in video games, right? Uh, because it takes. Uh, I mean, every single thing that they had done up until Skyrim had been this kind of really really interesting game, right? You have Morrowind, which was like really the first open world first person role pl- like western role playing game in that style uh, which was uh, uh, on consoles and stuff right which was pretty remarkable then you have oblivion which takes all those things and um does it even better and then skyrim really refines that and hones that and creates this insanely big game that people are still playing and loving today right that to a certain extent still holds up today it's it's over you know it's tw- uh, 11 years old um, it, it it still it's a it it holds up. It yeah, is not yeah. a bad game today. Um, but then you look at okay, then uh, Fallout Four came out after Skyrim. That's what they did afterwards, and like that is kind of just another Fallout game. Fallout Three was it was an interesting step forward, taking that you know isometric two D R you know uh uh, com- uh CRPG and turning it into something a little bit more console friendly. Uh, and then they didn't do new Vegas. It was subsidian, but like, like fallout four definitely felt like, Oh, it's another one of those games. So I don't think you're off that far off that Starfield might just feel like another one of those games, yeah. which isn't necessarily bad. Those games are good, but um, it's just not going to be revolutionary. Like, you know, yeah. I, I feel like, uh, like not to like necessarily compare the two, but another Titan of a, of a developer like rockstar, right? A rockstar game will have innovation in it. It'll be different. Yeah. It's not going to be the same thing. I don't get that from Bethesda. It's just better versions of the same thing. So yeah, eh, I mean, hey, hey, uh, do I ever do I want this game to be bad? Of course not. Absolutely not. I I I, I just you know. But I like all games, game it could be. Yeah. It could be. It could be. Like yeah, but we but also we just don't know at this point. Yeah. 
Speaking of games that we don't want to be bad, uh, Silent Hill. There was this huge leak. Uh, yeah, huge is, um, I guess, relative. <laughs> uh, but, and by that, I mean uh, some information was shared. Some screenshots were shared to Twitter of a new Silent Hill project that um, people were pretty excited about. And then all that stuff got scrubbed from the Internet. Which, if you want to basically confirm that a leak is real, uh, companies, go ahead and do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just, yeah, go ahead and take the, all that down, because that certainly isn't going to get people talking. Um, it seems like multiple Silent Hill projects are in the works. Um, according to uh, someone named Nate the Hate 2 on Twitter. Who are you, Nate the Hate? Uh, are you a YouTuber? You seem like a YouTuber to me. Well, I mean, um, that's just a cool name you make when you're 10 and you're stuck with it. Yes, this is, they are um, a YouTuber. Um, they tweeted uh, this. Bloober team working on Silent Hill 2 Remake. Reworked puzzles, new endings, timed PlayStation console exclusive. Multiple Silent Hill projects in development, including new mainline entry and side stories. Not confirmed, just sharing what I've heard. And then uh, Games Beats Jeff Grubb quote tweeted that and said this is the stuff i've heard and it all comes from multiple different sources not all of my sources are primary but everything is mostly lining up to me the biggest indicator is these um is the stuff i've seen lines up with konami doing a big e uh, reveal at e3 last year before it pulled out so basically uh, it sounds like the konami had some stuff planned for e3 and then dipped for whatever reason in addition to all this it seems like annapurna is uh going to be publishing a some sort of um uh, uh uh silent hill smaller story game um but the the two big things are just the fact that more silent hill is coming and then that a silent hill re- 2 remake is coming as well uh what do you what do you think man In- this is interesting um am i i'm correct in in hearing that this would be a time playstation exclusive mhm that's weird, right? Because yes. uh, doesn't Microsoft own Bloober Team? No. Oh, then never mind. Not weird. Um, they did a. They had an exclusivity deal with the medium for a time. I mean, it was it, a, that, the medium game. was the beautiful first game. Beautiful Xbox game. Series X game, and we all know how that worked <laughs> out. We should have known there would be an issue. <laughs> you you thought it was all right. I hated it, but hates a strong. I like the game. See, liked is a strong word, man. Yeah. Trek to Yomi, way better. Way better. Alan way Wake, better. on the same level. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I, I, I don't have love for Silent Hill like a lot of people. I've never played it uh, like before. It's not like I'm, I'm sitting here like playing horror games in my free time because I have a weak constitution and I can't handle that. Sure. Um, I think it's cool. Uh, I think the saddest thing about hearing all of this is that my tinfoil hat has to be thrown off and, and into the distance because Blue Box Game Studios does not sound like they're working on a Silent Hill game. Uh, no, but did you need this to confirm that? The interviews they did were, like, abysmal. <laughs> abysmally bad to the point where it's like, oh, you're not so you, like you're not an actor. Like, I, you know, he... I believed him when he started saying that initially, but it's like, oh, it's very clear yeah, yeah. you are just not a media trained person. Yeah. Oh, I mean, this whole time I'm just on that that uh, roller coaster of fun, and I yes, just can't wait yes. to you know, you know well, watch the world burn is what I want to say. Um, sure. But I think this is interesting because Konami seems to be like active again. 
Um, yeah, I guess. And like uh, from like they put a lot of like remasters out, a lot of like re-releases of stuff. Yeah. But like coming up with more partnerships and really trying to like you know push some of their bigger properties that they still have. Um, to me, that just I, I hope I hope uh, Konami's back. I, I like the I like their games. I would love to see the speaking of uh, Kojima. I would just love to see if they just decide to put Metal Gear out again. You know, like a, their own version of it. Like, what is that going to look like? Well, um, didn't they say? Isn't there a Blue Point remake coming of Metal Gear Three? Or at least that was the rumor. I, I think so. Yeah. Um, but I mean, regardless, uh, this will be cool. Uh, I think Silent Hill is a game that's interesting to me. Um, I don't know if it's the type of game I would play personally, mm-hmm. but maybe it gets good reviews. Maybe it's something that they up the up the ante, up the graphics, graphics, up the creepy. I love Bloober Team games. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I mean, I, the the you medium. You love them. I I mean, I've enjoyed them. I I, I mean, I played uh, the what what uh, the um, they're the ones who are those creep. What are those uh, layers uh, of fear? The art. Layers of Fear, yeah. Layers of Fear. Those are creepy. I've played them. Um, I haven't played the second one, but I played the first one. I played uh, the uh, one in the forest. <laughs> Blair Witch. Blair Witch. Um, Do you like that? It, the end was good. It had good moments to it. And I like the medium. Okay. I mean, I'm not in love with the studio, but like, if they if they have like this property that has good history to it and their goal is to make it better, I'm going to assume that they can do that. They yeah. have the tools in their repertoire. Uh, okay, here's here's my problem. I find Silent Hill to be a weird series. Really quiet. Uh, I've never played the first one, but I played two and three, and I played several of the ones after that. Uh, two and three are really good games. I've heard the first one is pretty good, but they did like a, a pseudo remake with uh, Shattered Memories on the Wii, if you remember that. Um, but the rest of them are bad. Like, really bad. And it... it, it is seems because it seems to be because Team Silent, the development studio uh, in Japan, stopped making them, and uh, there was something really unique about their vision for that that series. And then when it got handed off to these Western studios, like they just didn't get it really. Um, and so for me, the idea of more Silent Hill isn't necessarily a good thing. Mm, uh, PT was exciting because it was really good. And it wasn't it wasn't really good because it was Silent Hill. It was really good because the people working on it made something fucking terrifying. Yeah, and they also like when you're thinking about that, like Kojima as much as he's obsessed with the West, he still has a lot of that like that kind of storytelling about him that is very reminiscent of like the way the Silent Hill stories are told. Well, and we we talked about this when the Square Enix president was saying like Japanese games should should make Japanese games and you know we shouldn't try and emulate western yeah. stories but there is a level of like what the fuck to games like Silent Hill which are made in Japan set in America right or like Resident Evil same thing where it's like the things that are scary culturally over there are don't necessarily like line up 100% with us which is which makes it that much more off-putting you know what I mean? Because yeah. you get introduced to something that, like, for you normally wouldn't be scary, but now it's on this horrifying monster, right? And I'm just, I'm sure vice versa, you know? Um, but, yeah, like, P.T. wasn't great because it was Silent Hill. P.T. was great because it was a great... It, it, because the people who were making it got what made horror effective. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, you have you have not only Hideo Kojima, but you have uh, 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 Guillermo del Toro. 
Guillermo del Toro, who does a lot of great stuff, but he gets horror. And he is also, because he's Spanish, I think, um, which again, is just like not American horror. Like you watch, um, what's the one about the Nazis in Spain uh, of his with the monster that's got the eyes on their hands? Pan's I Labyrinth. Did, I didn't know that was about Nazis. I never saw Pan's Labyrinth. Oh, yes. I mean, I mean yeah. <laughs> is that, is that, did you spoil it? No, dude. I mean, like it's about like it's about a woman who's in Nazi uh, occupied Spain. <laughs> mm, interesting. Interesting. Um, and she she goes in and hides in her like little playroom, and all of the horrific things that she sees in there are like horrific things that happened to her because of the Nazis. It's a metaphor. Well, anyway, yeah, it's pretty good. But Guillermo del Toro is great. Uh, and then you get Junji Ito, who is a horror manga artist and writer um, who is very famous. You would know him from the fault line of whatever. Yeah, you're making a face? Yeah, What's up? he's the guy who did the spiral one. U- the Uz- yes. Uzu... Uh, Uzumaki something. Yeah, yeah, because that, yes. that's like unsettling in a very like different way than... Yes, because it's not yeah. like... it's not. It is subtle and it's fucking weird. Um, yes, so Junji Ito, Hideo Kojima, Guillermo del Toro, that is a dream three, like, that's a trifecta, and you're just not gonna get that with anything else, right? That's what, that's what made PT so scary, is because it's, like, these three people who really get it. To me, the, the idea of Bloober Team doing a remake to Silent Hill 2, which is, like, a great piece of art, doesn't, like, fill me with confidence. I, I, I don't hate their games i didn't like the medium uh but like i didn't hate layers of fear uh, I, I guess i don't have much else to say because i didn't play blair witch i have not played layers of fear too um but like machine gun kelly covered misery business by paramore and i i'm sure i'm not the first person to make this sort of comparison uh misery business by paramore is a great song and machine gun kelly p- covered it and it's not good <laughs> uh you don't like just because you take source material and redo it doesn't necessarily mean that that is going that the excellency of the source material is going to necessarily carry through because the people remaking it or redoing it or like in the example I use covering it might not understand what makes that for the like source so good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think I think the cover argument's a great one because not every cover is better than the original. Yeah. Um I do think in this case it's more comforting to know that a company like Bloober team is doing the remake rather than starting a from new scratch. entry. Yeah. A new entry. Yeah. So they at least have that source material to go off. And if I, I get you one thing about Bloober team, they get the, they get tone, not the same tone as the original silent Hill, but they do know how to get those jump scares, the tension, the environment, the, that kind of sure. stuff. So they've got I, great environment design. That's true. So like, you're not wrong. I would feel more worried if they're making silent, the next silent Hill on their own. Yeah, that's rather fair. than doing what people already love or like, and really and making it more modern, um, maybe this is their their kind of like test to see if they can do it on their own. But um, I totally buy the cover argument though, because there's probably going to be something lost in translation uh, uh, when they put it together that made the original one great that we might not get in this one. Yeah, so we will see. Uh, I. Similar to talking about Starfield, I don't want this to be bad. I want this to be good. Well, well I, <laughs> but, I mean, I, I want it to be bad so I don't feel like I have to play it because I don't like scary games. 
So I know what you mean. But I guess uh, like one more thing, and then we can move on. Uh, for me, you have Silent Hill Two, which is lauded frequently as like one of the best games ever made. Um, in terms of its storytelling and the way that it weaves its narrative in with its gameplay and stuff like that. Um, how do you remake that, right? How can you make a version of that game that's better than what many people already think of as one of the best of all time? You know what I'm saying? I mean, the idea is that does it have to be better? I mean, when you're thinking about like the Demon Souls, when they remade Demon Souls, they updated it, better frame rate, better graphics, the same basic concepts and structure underneath it they just make it functional to play in 2021 i would argue that the demon souls remake is a more of a remaster than a remake because it's not built from the ground up it is built on top of what is already there in the same way that there's that halo combat evolved uh anniversary edition that is while it is a reskin of all that stuff it is still an old game with a new coat of paint. Yeah, with the like the blue point thing, they did change some things, but it's essentially the same exact game as as that original one. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 it makes sense. Whereas like I don't know, um Final Fantasy 7 remake, that's an extreme example, but like Final Fantasy 7 remake, that is a remake of the game, right? It's not just running that old game underneath it. But I I do know I I know what you mean. And and what you are saying is definitely valid um yeah hey if this becomes like final fantasy 7 remake it's be a good game if they if it is drastically different i think that'd be interesting if i have to fight a house i feel like that's not far off from one of i know them. <laughs> <laughs> like, like like that's not totally unfounded can you imagine if um john silent hill i don't know his name i uh, just like he like pulls up to a house sees it's like starts attacking he's like i got this and he pulls out a buster sword and he's like time to kill chaos and it just combines everything blow minds yeah, all of it hassan yeah. karaman comes down in a ufo <laughs> well okay so here's another thing right it says they're gonna add more endings so there's like eight endings to that game already yeah uh and, like some of them are joke ones but like, i don't know whatever it doesn't matter we'll we'll know more about it later um no, no use feeling any strong convictions about it, I guess, at this point. But um, I'm, I'm excited to see what happens with it. Yeah. The reason I, the reason I feel the way I do is because I care. All right. Oh, that's, that's nice. Yeah. The blooper team knows yeah. you care. They know how much you love them. They're going to make the medium uh, remaster just for you. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't have to review that game uh, that I just worked on the video for it. Because, like, it's never fun to, like, give a bad review score. You know, because it's like people worked out, like people tried to make a game. Um, but yeah, <laughs> anyway. uh, the medium. Well, they tried. <laughs> yeah, I would give it a five out of ten. Um, That's not EA. Great. EA. Do you oh. know what, <laughs> Electronic Arts? Yeah, they I've heard of them. From, they've had a divorce from FIFA, the uh, football people. I'm trying to remember what FIFA stands for. Uh, the Federation of Independent Flying Arbitrators. <laughs> Dude, you had me. I was like, oh, okay. I mean, Federation of Independent Football Association. <laughs> okay, that's probably, that seems right. Um, yeah, uh, they have split. Uh, EA and FIFA. EA has um, pretty much exclusively since when. Uh, okay, yeah. 30-year partnership with FIFA. Uh, EA has said that it's going to have a new soccer franchise um, and FIFA was like, yeah, 
FIFA is going to be the game that people want to play. I uh, okay. This is my take on go, this. Yeah, what's that? Uh, EA makes a shit ton of money off FIFA. FIFA wanted more money. EA yeah. said uh, no. FIFA said fuck you. EA's like fuck you. We own this. So EA is basically going to keep making the same game, the same systems, the same licensings, the same everything. They're just changing the name to, I forget what the name of it is. Um, uh, EA Sports FC, I think. Yep. FIFA, who has never fucking made a video game before, is like, oh no, we got right, this. They're just Easy. licensing everything We have out. the name yeah. FIFA, that's all people care about. Let me tell you something. I don't think that's going to happen. I think people are like... <laughs> It's just kind of like FIFA's like thinking that video games are easy and they're going to come out with one shitty game and then people won't stop caring about FIFA and then go back to the EA Sports thing. And I think EA is big enough that people will go for that game over the FIFA game. Yeah, because I mean, like you have to imagine, like, who do they turn to to make a better, like a bigger FIFA game than EA? Uh, EA kind of sucks. Like, like I don't want to <laughs> say like, oh, EA is going to make a great football game, but like. EA, like they have such a a chokehold on sports, you know, yearly sports titles, right? Well, I, I would who argue they, to who say they that turn to. I would say that FIFA is a great game. Um, it's definitely a profitable game, a marketable game, a game that they talk oh, about. Yes, like yes. you know, like it's not like I, I no one. I mean, <laughs> like they, they right, can't I, just like, like come back into Microsoft. This and, yeah, I, uh, like Hassan Karaman comes back. Oh, Blue, Blue Box, Point, Blue, Blue, uh, Blue Box, Blue Box. I heard they're really good sure. at making real-time soccer experiences. They are. Uh, and what I like most about them is when they talk about their soccer games, you know exactly what the game is. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, the guy with the eye patch uh, is actually the coach for um, Manchester United. All right. close. Your, shut off your brain for a second. Just everything out of your Shut mind. off. A okay. Oh, wait, oh uh, Yeah. Okay, okay. Go on. You were still recording there, right? Yeah. Good. Thank God. Okay. So clear your mind is what I meant to say. Okay. I've cleared it. First football player that comes to your mind. Uh, well, here's the problem. I know some of them, uh, but the ones that like first come to my mind are from Ted Lasso. <laughs> uh, like I was going to say like Roy Kent, but like, um, son, son, it was, is on, um, uh, there's a really he's he's a his name is Son Son and he's like I think he's from the Philippines and he's on <laughs> the hold on <laughs> Son football player what's the name of this damn team Oh he's Real Korean Madrid. excuse me Son Hyungmin uh, and he plays currently. He's at uh, Tottenham, the Tottenham Hotspurs. I gotta say, like th that's a deep cut. It sounds like if you would br bring that up in a conversation about your favorite soccer player slash football player, people would be like, "Oh, this guy fucks with soccer, football." Uh, no, they, they would be like, "Oh, well, what do you think about his performance?" At and I'd be like, uh. Uh, 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 "The reason I know this is because two of my friends, when the pandemic started, got like." ridiculously deep into soccer or football the premier league uh and i just don't give yeah, a shit perspective, that <laughs> tells you how sad the pandemic is <laughs> i tried so hard to like meet them where they were at and like share in their excitement and 
Uh, no, it, I, ju- I simply cannot. So the two soccer players that come to my football players that come to my mind are uh, Beckham because David oh, Beckham. Yeah, I mean, yes, how obviously. How can he not yes. think of? He, he's an attractive man, good at the sport. Um, the second one though is this one's a bit of a deep cut. Do you, do you know when I say Zinedine Zidane? Do you know who that is? I don't. That was the guy that during the World Cup just like headbutted, like the guy. And like that, I just remember that headbutt. It's just like he literally just like walks up to the guy and goes, boom. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, The only thing I know from the World Cup is the song. When I get older, I will be stronger. They call me freedom. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that's a good one. The waving flag. Yeah, summer 2012, 2013, maybe. Yeah. All right. Here, Um, hopefully this goes into the the thing here. Let me give give me a link to this uh, lovely headbutt. Um, All right, let's take a look at this. So at least there should be a, a GIF if you scroll down of it. It's like a violent, like you know how like uh, oh he oh my gosh, game, right? he, he, and he the guy he hit is like unsuspecting. Right? He literally just like goes down. <laughs> is he is this guy known for his aggression? Yeah, I mean he was like the enforcer on the team. Um, I uh, played for France, I believe. Uh, yeah, article okay. confirms France. Um, and he like. Whoa. <laughs> he lays him out. He really does. So, you know, um, I bet everyone was expecting a, a, a podcast that started off was talking about soup uh, slash cereal would end up talking about uh, 2006 uh, World Cup final moments. And we just we sound super informed. <laughs> don't yeah. We? Yeah. Um, Justin, I meant we talked about this at the top. Uh, I have very little to say. Indie Showcase. Nintendo had an indie world. Do you what? uh Hey man, do you have any this thoughts about those games? Was like, this is when Silk Song's going to be announced. Everyone, Silk Song's coming. No, it wasn't. Um, what what we did get was a twenty minute video that it's not for me, dog. Um, <laughs> would would be my some of it. Um, so ones that stood out to me, uh, they talked about uh, Ooblets, which is like a farm okay. simulator, and that wasn't a game that when I saw, I was like, oh, I want to play this. This was a game that like, oh. Claire would like to play this. Maybe this could be a good game sure. for her to play. Um, uh, which it's basically like you know, it's like Animal Crossing meets uh, Harvest Moon meets whatever it kind of looks like. It's on early access, I believe, on Xbox uh, that you can play now. I think if you have Game Pass, uh, don't quote oh, cool. me on that. But it is in early access. But it's going to come out for Switch uh, this summer. Uh, the other game, have you seen um, Another Crab's Treasure? Yeah, I saw I, this one was was pretty funny. Uh, so basically, it's they it's like a, a basically a souls like, but they cross out souls. They say a crab like. <laughs> the, the like it was the most memorable. Yeah. Yeah. Part of the showcase, in my uh, opinion. It's basically like an action adventure when you're a crab that you put on different uh, shells in the game that give you different powers, protections. Uh, that's, I guess, spoofing a souls kind of game. Who knows if it's going to be that the hardcore difficulty kind of thing, but it was the one thing that I was like, you know what? I'd probably play that game. Yeah, if if presented to it, I would it, I would I would pick it up and yeah. give it a go. Yeah, but but um, everything else is just I, nothing stood out stood out to me. You you have a game highlighted. Yeah, we are OFK. They showed this off at a PlayStation thing. It's like a story based music game. Um, I don't I like music, uh, but I always like. Anytime media tries to portray what it's like to actually do music as a like a no one artist, 
Uh, I'm always interested in it because I find that it, it like movies and stuff always fail to really showcase like what it's like to start out being a nobody. Uh, not that I've ever been not a nobody, but like uh, you watch any movie, right? About that's like a biopic or whatever of any sort of um, artist. And like you get them and they like play their first show and they're like, that was great, Freddie Mercury. And he's like, yeah, we should play more shows. And then it's just like cut to them, like playing sold out <laughs> arena tours. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. like a little, you get a montage, right. Of them yeah. playing some different places, but you never get any like of the actual, like what it is like to try and have an audience or something like that. So a game like this, that, that talks about like what it's like to do that. I think I'm interested in, but I'm curious if it will do that. Right. Because unf- the unfortunate part is, um, like doing anything, uh, any art or any hobby, uh, there's a lot of frustration, rejection, and unfun parts of doing music, right? Whether that's like having a hard time writing things and, and hitting blocks with that, or like no one wants to book you, or people aren't coming to your shows, or you get in a fight with, you know, your bandmate about how much the t shirt should cost, or whatever. Like, I'd be curious to see what, what sort of look this is. And but. it's like a weekly game right like it's supposed to yeah, like, like release chapters updated. every week so i don't know yeah. i mean it, it looks like the production quality is there i just uh again mm-hmm. this seems like a visual novel-esque game for me which uh gotta be in a time space a headspace for that so yeah i mean I'll, i will probably check this out but i also know that it's coming to playstation as well because yeah. it was showcased at one of those hey so i don't know what if uh what if what happens is like the band members start to die get murdered one by one and you have to find oh, out. Yeah, yeah. I would be so into that. Yeah. <laughs> I would like a mix up. Like, I mean, I would, you know, you know. Uh, Justin. Oh, Justin. Uh, so last week we talked a little bit about uh, Bungie and the way that that company took a stand to talk about um, reproductive rights for uh, people with uteruses in the United States. And how it was a good thing because you have this company talking about this and anytime a company can show you what they believe in, um, it's a good thing. And then that also paves the way for other studios like we talked about Double Fine then then came out and said their their piece about that. Well, uh, Jim Ryan, we know him. He's PlayStation CEO or like head of PlayStation. CEO president. entrepreneur. He is Born the president. Born in <laughs> what is that oh it's the Bo the Bo Burnham song the Je- the Jeffrey Bezos song oh gotcha gotcha from uh was that inside TikTok <laughs> but oh, yeah got it's, it. it's from a special yeah. got it got it got it um he sent out an email uh internally to ask that um employees respect other opinions specifically like anti-abortion views um regarding the leaked outcome of this Roe v. Wade uh, review. And also, (laughs) so he basically says, like, you need to respect everyone's opinions. You don't have to agree, but you got to respect their opinions. And then um, he went on to be like, but why why are we talking about all this dark stuff? Let's talk about the light in the world. And then he had, like, several, uh, several paragraphs about his cats. Um, and what little and, rascals they and are, and talking about and wanting how he wants to, a dog. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, it feels 
in poor taste. I mean, I like like this is like the a a one hundred percent Jim Ryan. You have not read the room at all about this. Um, and yes, there is a there is merit to say like you know you ha- you have to respect other people's opinions, but differing opinions. Uh, I think comes for me differing opinions is about whether or not you liked the medium. Uh, and it's not about like the <laughs> like controlling reproductive rights for people. I don't know. Like, like that's just sort of my take on it. Uh, and then to then sort of go off and say like, but let's not think about that. Let's think about my cats. <laughs> they're so, their paws are so cute and whatever. <laughs> like they get up to so much mischief. Just, it feels so tone deaf and like, not it to me. What do you think? So if I'm correct, uh, this is something Jason Schreier reported on Bloomberg. He did not release the full email, but he reported parts of it. Yes. Like, I, I, think I, I was right. not able to read the full email I was looking for. and I could not find it. He put, put a couple stuff out there, including this uh, specific, uh, let me try to, this specific um, quote. Oh, uh, gosh, this sucks. Jim shit. Ryan's email seen by Bloomberg News does not take a stance on Roe v. Wade or abortion rights, but does declare, in quotes, that dogs really are man's best friend. They know their place and perform useful functions like biting burglars and chasing balls that you throw for them, end quote. Uh, let's talk a little bit about juxtaposition, friends. Yeah. When you have two things next to each other that uh, yeah, you have that are kind of unlike things, but their proximity to each other makes them similar. You're taught, you start talking, you introduce a thing about abortion. Then you start talking about your BS about cats, dogs, whatever. Fine. But like that word is in the same email that's talking about abortion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, about like knowing your place. Right. And fuck. Like, right. So come like on. that's bad juxtaposition to have that in the email. That is separate from the first part of the email which about respecting people's opinions um like to me as a like from my teacher lens that is a tough that's a tough place because abortion is one of those core beliefs for people um about the pro-life pro-choice all you know that like though you're a lot of people's stances on abortion are core belief based and those are hard to change Um, those are hard to get people to see your side for. Um, and I think there's a way to, to, to market that to your staff that is not belittling the point talking about dogs. I mean, if you say that, you know, our individual companies can have their own thoughts and their own opinions, just make sure that, you know, there's a way to market that. That's what your marketing team is fucking for your PlayStation. You got a pretty big PR company behind you, buddy. Um, so if you want to craft a response or craft an email that is aware of is, and I we think we talked about last week, uh, taking a stance on abortion, whatever stance that is, is something that will affect dollars and cents. And that's what companies a lot of the time focus on. Yes. And if you're worried about that as being head of PlayStation, worrying that people talking one way or another about abortion is going to hurt your company's bottom line, you get your PR people on there. You craft a statement to your employees to make sure that you are not, being an idiot and i mean i don't know how this got sent i do not know how that because i imagine he can't bourbon he bourbon peter (laughs) like like, like, i i imagine he is not able maybe he is maybe that's just how this happened i imagine that he's not able to just send a company-wide email and say hey 
and say this. Yeah. Like I imagine some this came across someone else's desk and they gave the okay. Maybe not. Maybe he's the president of of, of PlayStation and he can do whatever he wants. Uh, I would find that hard to believe though, right? But like this is so so tone deaf. In respect, like not only the the respect the differences in opinion bullshit, right? Like I can I. I understand that that is an argument that people make. I don't agree with it, but I understand that that's something that people will say when they're trying to be, uh, to remain neutral, but Hey, neutrality and oppression and all that. Right. Um, but then the fucking dog thing, man, like <laughs> baffling. It's bafflingly bad, right. bafflingly bad. Yep. Yep. It's rough. Uh, I, you know, I, I guess, I guess my ultimate thing with this is, as we talked about last week, creating company culture is so important. This neither yes. created good company culture or solved other issues in company culture. It just created more culture issues, which is yes. uh, just mind-blowing that this was, was emailed out. Didn't serve any purpose other than making people more mad and angry. Um yes. You, like, you could have said nothing, Jim Ryan, and yeah. it would and and yeah, geez. Yep. Uh, as a result of this, though, I think Insomniac and one other uh, PlayStation Studio did uh, some some pretty hefty donations to some um, uh, pro-abortion uh, campaigns and 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 nonprofit or, or organizations. Um, so I, I guess like there's a silver lining there but i don't know yeah um ultimately uh i as i said before companies need to be transparent about i think companies should be transparent about their opinions and and this is another case of company being company towing the line and it's very unclear um i mean to me this email just states uh that jim ryan is not for pro-choice you know what i mean like (laughs) that's the thing the idea of like respecting the opinions like that is what people say when they agree with you know with with the controversial opinion um and yeah like because it would be so easy to because i i think i don't know to me in my experience pro-choice people are happy to admit that and happy to say Here's how I feel. It might be different if you're the, the president of a company. In fact, I'm sure it is. But yeah, I, I don't know. This sucks. <laughs> Let's talk about some other PlayStation stuff unless you've got anything else to say. Because uh, th- at the end of the day, this just this happened and it sucks, right? Yeah. Uh, just, I got to careful what you send in your emails, folks. Specifically yeah, so. if you're the head of a multi-million, billion dollar, billion billion. dollar yeah. company. And, and talking about extremely sensitive issues. Yeah. Jeez, whatever. Like dogs versus um, cats. Dogs versus cats. That's all he sees, <laughs> I suppose. Um, PlayStation Plus, though, is getting its a facelift, uh, putting on some a new coat of paint. It's perhaps. getting new tears. Yeah, and I'm just so excited. I'm just. Can you hear how excited I am about it? Uh, I was still excited until I saw the games. I just can't wait, man. I'm just so excited. I'm so going to upgrade to premium or whatever the fuck. What am I at? What am I going to have? You're going to have the, I forget what it's called. It's the basic one. So whatever the, you're not paying anything more um, for the the regular 
one, yeah. whatever that's called, the basic. They're not going to call it basic, I guess. They, they should just call it basic for my own. Br- like, that's what it is. And just like, let me have that so I know what it says. <laughs> oh, come on. You don't want to uh, be called basic. No one wants to be basic. I mean, they're not calling me basic. I'm just buying the basic plan. They're calling themselves basic, if anything. Um, <laughs> but uh, for the PlayStation Plus Extra and PlayStation Plus Premium tiers, uh, they have revealed the PS4, uh, some of the PS4 and PS5 games that are coming as well as the uh, classic games that are coming to um, the PlayStation Plus Premium, as well as the original PS3 games that are coming that are, I think, all streamed, and then the classic ones are, uh, like, remastered. Or some of them are remastered. Justin, I'm not, we're not going to read this whole list because uh, there's a lot that they announced here. Um but what do you what do you think about all of this? If I had been hibernating for 15 years and suddenly I woke up with a credit card and not having played PlayStation, this feels pretty good. You get some good games for this. And even like PS5 mm-hmm. games, there's some pretty good games on there. Yeah. Um but I've played everything I want to play on this list. Yeah, that's like the problem, right? Yeah. Same with like the PlayStation Plus collection. Like it's a good list of games, but like I've played them. Or I already have Game Pass. So, like, it doesn't, yeah. like, add to my... Uh, it doesn't add anything to me if I can already play the game for free on another console. Different if it's a Switch, because I think Switch changes the game up that I can play it on the go, right? But, like, yeah. Xbox or PlayStation, ultimately, controversially, is long, whatever I can get a game on, the game on the cheapest is where I'm going to play it, right? Yeah. So, I don't need some of this stuff. Like, hey... Marvel's The Avengers, even less excuse for you to not play that game. Um, the It's on this, but it's already on Game Pass. So, like, that doesn't add a value to me if I get the subscription service. Right. Um, and it's probably, like, $5 at the bottom of a bargain bin at GameStop. Like, they, they will pay you money to play it. I'm th- <laughs> I've been thinking of paying you money to play it. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. Maybe I'll do that one day and just we'll talk about it. <laughs> we'll talk about we'll haggle about the price uh here. Yeah. Um but I mean some like I'm just gonna call, call out some of the games that are PS5 games um on for the premium and extra tier. Uh that is uh Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Uh yes. Control Ultimate Edition, uh Death Stranding Director's Cut, Demon Souls, Destruction All Stars, uh Ghost of Tsushima, Director's Cut, uh uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales, Mortal Kombat 11, uh, NBA 2K22, Returnal, good game, uh, yeah. The Artful Escape. Uh, yeah, that that uh, cleans up the PS5 list. And some of those games are oh, awesome. And, and you, you missed Horizon Forbidden West. Wait, no, and, no, no. Is that on there? Yep. I thought, I see Horizon Zero Dawn. Horizon Forbidden West. It's not, uh, the list that we're looking at, like, puts it in a weird spot. Um, Horizon Forbidden West oh. and Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection are um, also the like recent PS5 offerings that are going to be on there. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, that's pretty cool, uh, I, I guess. But even then, fact still remains, I played it. Yep. So. Uh, here's something I noticed when looking at this list. Uh, oh, it does say Horizon Forbidden West is, avail- is going to be for the um the trial thing 
and that instead of it being available for two oh, hours, is that what it is? they're going to have it available for three. So suggesting that for Sony first party games, if you have the premium tier, you get an extra hour for your trial. Got it. So, so that might be. But uh, regardless, like regardless, I own it. yes. <laughs> yep. Uh, do you want to put your your conspiracy hat on with me, or maybe you, you know, not conspiracy hat, your detective glass. What is that? Like a magnifying glass? This well, yeah, I just me. put two baseball caps on, one going out of the direction because I my conspiracy theory hat I threw I threw, so I don't have yeah, it okay. currently. I need yeah, more uh, baseball foil. caps, so it kind of looks like the fun the Sherlock, Sherlock Holmes, Holmes hat. hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Um, yep. So on the list of games that are coming to uh, both services, we have Last of Us Remastered last of us left behind we have ghost of tsushima director's cut we have uh death stranding director's cut no uh no last of us two no last of us part two to me that says hey we are going to re-release this game and we want money for it and we don't want people to be able to play it unless they buy it. That's kind of been Sony's MO, right? You're not getting anything for free. You're not going to pull one over on us. It's not on the PS Plus collection. There's no way currently to play The Last of Us Part Two for free. Uh, except I think it's streaming on PS Now, but I don't know what's all going on with that. So you look at that, and for me it says, okay, they might be doing something with that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. When you have all these other games that have gotten remasters or remakes or not remakes, uh, like the reason I bring up like Ghost of Tsushima is because um, that game came out after The Last of Us and the director's cut is is going to be on there. But Last of Us isn't. For me, for my money, I'm thinking we're going to get a director's cut later this year with some additional stuff. Maybe that's factions. Maybe that's a DLC. Maybe it's, I don't know, something else. What do you think about that? I think the obvious answer would be factions um yeah i think people uh have been like speculating that they're going to come out with the last of us remaster the original one or the remake or whatever the fuck they're doing yeah uh and then they're going to add the factions to that but i think it's much more in line with think of ghost tsushima to have that extra content for the director's cut to incentivize people to buy it at full ish price uh would be to have factions packaged in with it like to complete the promise of when the game first came out um, I think that's I think that's a good spot by you, um, and I do think maybe not this year. Um, it could be this year, but um, that is their plan, I would assume. Yeah, because I mean, like, like they just they are unhappy to give anyone anything for free, and so I, I think if you don't, if you have Last of Us Two on here, and then they say we're selling it for seventy dollars, come play it. A lot of people are just going to say, yeah, I've got actually I've got it for free here, so why would I do that? Yeah, I mean, I I don't fault them for doing that necessarily. No, not at all. Um, I'm just saying the correlation to, yeah, to that is what yeah. I see. And I mean, there's some pretty good games that, that are still on this thing that are first-party games, but it just comes back to the fact that if you're a dedicated PlayStation fan, and most people who are going to buy the premium tier are probably dedicated are PlayStation fans, yes. we have a most of these games. And I just don't know if like looking down the tier of the older games, those are the ones that are going to sell the hardcore fans to this service uh interesting also no knack two just knack one what's up with that playstation mm. they, they knack two is the better game right knack two director's cut <gasps> it's happening finally oh man yeah it just uh, it's weird 
it's weird. Um, no way around it. This list, it's fine. It's good. If you want it, you got it. But um, I think ultimately, if you are already getting PlayStation now, this is awesome for you. Yeah. If you're not, it doesn't sell me to getting PlayStation now. Yeah. I, I think it's always good to have to have options. And, uh, you know, I think offering these classic games uh, is, is kind of cool. I, I think it's interesting... <laughs> Uh, under the classic games that are on the uh, premium tier, uh, you do have Bioshock Remastered. Uh, it just makes me laugh because it's like, well, no, that was a that's a PS4 game, but <laughs> it's just a remaster of old game. It's it's an interesting categorization. It's it doesn't mean anything, you know. Um, is but now you can finally play Worms Armageddon. Is only Resistance Three going to be brought back? Like. Where's where's my res- yeah. resistance one and two? I'm not gonna jump into that. I mean, were those PS2 games? PS3 games. Resistance one was a launch title. It's like, 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 dudes. It's a good game. It's a good game. I, I don't think they're related though. I think I think that they are like telling like the story of a war between the humans and aliens, but I don't think they're like related. But also, this isn't um, this isn't a full list. You know, like like there's still more to be announced. But you would think that we'll just put. Just go ahead and throw Resistance 1 and 2 on there. Hey, what's the pun for Ratchet and Clank into the Nexus? Um, Like a crack in time is like your butt. Quest for booty is like your butt. Yeah, Into the Nexus. Um, Up your arsenal is like your butt. Yeah. Rift apart. A lot of things. It seems to be ripped a fart. Yeah, yeah. Into the Nexus. Dude, like, what? Into, in... Uh, all right, we're gonna take two seconds here. Think okay. about it. Okay, got it. Into, into, into the ne- nexus. Is nexus another Sus? word for butt? I'm gonna type that into Google. <laughs> I don't think so, but please tell okay, me your we're results. Find out. We got nexus equals ne- into, butt? Ne- question mark. That's that's suspect though, because I spent a lot of time in the nexus and demon souls. Um, Peter. Yeah. I'm I'm looking at a brand of butt plugs here. Do you know oh, the name good. of the brand of butt plug? Uh, well, it's either Nexus or Ratchet and Clank. It's and I'm Nexus. gonna go with it's Nexus. It's Nexus. Yeah. So there is a brand of Nexus butt plugs, and uh, but does it make sense for Ratchet and Clank to be going into the Nexus? Wouldn't it be the Nexus into that? Well, un- this is unfortunate. I think the more we unpack this, the more we don't want to. <laughs> exactly like a butt plug hey thanks so much for listening everyone um we do appreciate it if you wouldn't mind giving us a follow on twitter at hitbox pod you can tweet at us or send us a dm what you thought of anything we talked about this week whether that's um this playstation plus lineup uh bloober team and silent hill and all of that uh fifa uh danganronpa Nino Cooney, one or two, Starfield Delay, any of it. I want to hear about it. I know Justin does too. Again, that's at HitboxPod on Twitter. Go ahead and give us a follow or a subscription or whatever verbiage your platform of choice uses on uh, your podcast player of choice. That would do a lot for us. And while you're at it, if you wouldn't mind leaving us a five-star review on there, it's super simple on basically every platform and takes like two seconds. You don't even have to write anything. I mean, it's always nice. It's always nice, but, but some of them you don't even have to. Like but Spotify, if you, you if don't you're have to give us a five. You might as well just throw in the in the comments into the Nexus, and then we'll know what you mean. Yeah, we we will know what you we'll mean. Know. That'll be like we'll know you heard. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, am I missing anything, Justin, here? We'll see you next week, obviously, but... <laughs> wow. I mean, uh, you're missing... Um, uh, was there another Ratchet & Clank title, or are those the only ones? I don't... I've, I'm not familiar. There's Ratchet & Clank 2016. No, no subtitle. Mm, they yes. really missed an opportunity to be like... I'm going to type in 2016 <laughs> equal but the, question mark. The, I'm going to bleep that. <laughs> Hey, remember, old games are old. Oh, God, I didn't get anything. Oh, yeah, bye. Bye, 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 bye. <laughs>